Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. Joining me is an entrepreneur whose company is way different from everything else that we've uh, done here at Mixergy. Usually, I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their companies, and there is an end to the story. We know how it turned out, but Stephen Klausnitzer is running a company called Forever Labs that is on the path of changing things, on the path of changing, changing our lives. This is a little too cryptic, don't you think, Stephen? Let me be clear. He is the founder of Forever Labs. They will store your stem cells so you can live healthier longer. I invited him here to talk about what that means, and we can do it thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first is TopTal. The second is HostGator. TopTal for hiring developers, HostGator for hosting websites. And um, Stephen, I want to ask you about what you've done so far, what your vision is for the future how you could maybe keep people, there's a lot of people who think that you guys are going to keep us from dying, but we'll talk about um, what you actually think you can do and what you can't. But I'd also like to ask you about this company that you started a long time ago called Hips, uh, Hubski. And what happened with oh. Hubski? Oh yeah, look at that, re <laughs> that recognition. All right. And uh, for credibility, he is wearing his Y Combinator hoodie, Y Combinator backed um, Forever Labs. So we know that there's substance to this company. Stephen, good to have you here. Great to be here, Andrew. Thank you. I can't believe you brought Hubski up. That's great. Dude, Thank I went back that. into like, Hubski. Uh, it's still alive. <laughs> it's going. Yeah, we have people all over the world that use it. So for people listening, Hubski is a social aggregator. It's been described as what a child of Reddit and Twitter would look like if they had a thoughtful child. The tagline is a thoughtful web. People go there. They discuss politics, religion, news of the day, art, science, technology, but all in like a thoughtful way. And this um, is- I, I love I'm, that. I'm very proud of it. I bet. I, I want to talk about that in a little bit and how ambitious even that is. You're not just going to, you're not just going to let people share <laughs> links. You have this vision of creating a more thoughtful web, but let's talk uh, about Forever Labs. I read the Inc. article sure. about you guys. In the Inc. article, there's a patient who's going into the doctor to do what? Uh, to have a bone marrow aspiration, which sounds very scary. Yes. It's not, it's typically a 15 minute outpatient procedure, a little bit of lidocaine, um, and what they're doing is they're pulling out this patient's bone marrow uh, because it's going to be sent, 60 cc's of it, it's going to be sent to Forever Labs, uh, our laboratory in Ann Arbor, where we process out all of the mononuclear cells from that bone marrow, which is to say the stem cells from that bone marrow, so that we can preserve that person's healthy bone marrow uh, for future use. So, uh, for example, I'm 43 years old, but I have access to my 38-year-old stem cell. Every year I get older, I have less of these cells, and the ones that are in my body are less efficacious than they were. This decline accelerates with age. So that person that you're referencing was storing their stem cells, I believe they're around 30 years old, uh, mm -hmm. so they could access them later in life when they're 60, 70, 80 years old to either treat age-related diseases or perhaps, and this is what we're most excited about, perhaps even prevent age-related disease. And so... If he had a heart attack, let's say 30 years from now, you're imagining that what would be possible with what he's just banked? Well, 30 years from now, I mean, that, that client of ours is so young that hopefully 30 years from now, he doesn't have a heart attack because he has access to this, but I'll, I'll get to that. Um, right now, there are over a thousand clinical trials using the same types of cells that we store, mesenchymal stem cells, uh, some of them hematopoietic stem cells as well. We store both. Uh, to treat age-related diseases. So cardiovascular disease, there are phase three clinical trials using these cells to treat uh, patients after they have a heart attack. So they're able to reintroduce these cells um, into the infarct area of the heart and help uh, with, with uh, tissue regrowth. So that would be my hope, first of all, is that 30 years from now, he doesn't have a heart attack because he's been reintroducing these cells on a schedule, thereby reconstituting um, damaged tissue with healthier tissue because you can, you can my, infinitely copy these stem cells and your belief is, and then from what I understand, the stem not, cells could, in, no, go ahead. But, well, not infinitely. So I just want to, they can't infinitely divide. I always like to use the, I think we're probably, um, you're probably old enough like I am to remember when we had cassette tapes and VHS tapes. And you may recall when you would make a copy of a copy of a copy of that movie, and put it in that VCR. Eventually, the there was degradation of the integrity of the picture and the sound. Stem cells are similar. There's this thing called the Hayflex limit, um, which basically states that as you start growing these cells, 
eventually as they divide the, the they have errors that are replicated uh, during that division process. So the next generation of the cell carries the errors from the previous and may expand upon them. So eventually you get cells that are damaged. Um, but we store enough of your cells at Forever Labs that you have an almost unlimited supply. You can grow these cells um, from tens of thousands to hundreds of millions. A, a therapeutic dose is typically, you know, uh, anywhere from 50 to 100 million of these cells. Um, we can grow that uh, and then some. So the idea, I think, for our clients is in the future, they'll grow these cells, expand them. And by the way, culture expansion process is getting better year over year, too. Okay, so let's say they're growing these cells. So for now, um, we know we, could ex yeah. we, we expect that we'll be able to duplicate enough of them and do what to prevent, say, heart disease, a heart attack, a stroke? To do what? Yeah, sure. So what we're interested in is can we reintroduce you know, younger Andrew cells I'll use you. How old are you, by the way? I'm 46. Okay, so can we take your 46-year-old cells, grow them to large numbers by the time you're, say, like 60 years old, 65 years old, perhaps, and start reintroducing them on a schedule. We're not sure what that schedule is exactly yet. What we've been able to do, though, at Forever Labs is take these cells and reintroduce them into animal models, so in mice, because um, you can get away with this in mice. You can have syngeneic mice, which are essentially like genetically matched mice. So it'd be like uh, taking young Andrew cells and giving them to 65-year-old Andrew, right? We did this in, in mice. We've been able to extend the healthy lifespan in mice significantly. One group was able to extend healthy lifespan by doing this by 30%. Just by having more of these younger cells in the body, the, yeah. the, the being, whether it's a mouse or you expect a human in the future, will end up being healthier. But also you're saying, if we have, talk to me about a heart attack. That's the example that I read. If there is a, if someone has a heart attack, what are we looking at that they'd be able to do? Well, these cells, um, these cells, the mesenchymal stem cells, they, uh, they do a couple of things in the body. One is they decrease inflammation naturally. When you reintroduce them, they hone into areas of injury and inflammation in the body. When they get there, they start coordinating the healing effort. Um, so that's one thing they could do preventatively whether it's for cardiovascular disease or stroke, is decreasing this inflammatory process in the body. Another thing that these cells do is that they um, regrow healthy tissue. So part of what they do is, um, uh, is to uh, support vasculature, grow vasculature, bone. So they create osteoblasts that grow healthy bone. Uh, your HSCs, which we also store, your hematopoietic stem cells, control your immunoresponse. Um, and so... If you have all of these things in a younger state, you don't have this age-related decline. Um, you know, it's very uncommon for a reason that people in their 30s and even 40s really have cardiovascular disease. So when you get older and these cells start to replicate and accrue this damage that our vasculature gets compromised, our tissues internally get compromised, um, and we have age-related decline. So what we're saying is like, what if we could take these younger cells and on a schedule reintroduce them? But we, we have discovered at Forever Labs is there's actually a problem with that process too. It's not perfect. So when you start reintroducing um, you know, hundreds of millions of cells, like let's say we were to take your cells out right now, grow them and just start reintroducing them uh, so you would burn a little brighter and be a little healthier right now. What ends up happening is when you're 65, 70, all those cells you introduce when you're younger end up going senescent. So which is to say they, um, they sort of turn off in your body. It's a natural part of the aging process. Part of the problem when you're old is you have all these senescent cells in your body, which are basically like, to use a non-scientific term, they're like zombie cells that turn off but don't leave your body. They're just in there, and they're pro-inflammatory, and they're, they're a big problem, which is, this is uh, accepted in science and medicine, like senescence is a big problem of aging, all these senescent cells. What we do if we introduce millions of cells at a young age is we increase that future senescent burden when you're older, which is bad. So what we're trying to figure out at Forever Labs is how can we take young Andrew cells when you're older, remove senescent cells, and replace them with your younger cells? Got it. Instead of taking, I'll use an, uh, an, an analogy. You wouldn't take oil in your car when you're changing your oil and just take new oil and pour it over the old oil, right? It wouldn't work too well for the automobile. What we do is we take the old oil out and we replace it with the young. That's what we're interested in, in doing uh, at Forever Labs. Now, that's sort of the moonshot 
of the company. That's why we started it for ourselves and for our families and people we care about. And that's genuinely why we started this company was for ourselves to store our own cells. It wasn't to go out and make a, a ton of money. We were interested in solving a problem. That's the moonshot. The pragmatic reason is if you're, um, you know, 70 years old and you have a stroke, instead of using someone else's allogeneic stem cells to treat them, and there are phase three trials doing that, you could use your own, your young, healthy cells. There'd be no rejection. Um, your body will take them in, and it's, it's far more likely to have a positive outcome than using uh, donor cell lines. So there's a really pragmatic reason to do this, and there's also the really exciting sort of meme shot reasons. Does that answer your question? It does. I'm, I'm with you now. I get it. We should say that right now people can go and have their stem cells, the same, the same uh, uh, operation that you talked about, that 15-minute situation with their doctor that you talked about earlier. People yes. can go and do it right now. You, their, their cells will be shipped over to Forever Labs and sto- uh, for what, a price of $1,500 plus, how much is it? What's the price? It's actually more than that. That's right. Yeah, so $1,500, and then it's $250 once a year uh, for a storage fee. So it's very similar to the cord blood industry, if you're familiar with that. When you had your kids, um, you had the ability to store I their cord blood. should have done that. People do that with their kids. With their kids uh, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what is it? With the stem cell from the, from the, from the what? The umbilical cord. So mm-hmm. um, it's actually remarkably similar. The... the um, cell population in there is similar to that in, in your bone marrow right now. And so when you and I were born, we didn't have that option to store. Our parents didn't have that option to store the cells from our umbilical cord. Um, but we have Forever Labs. And so you can go to foreverlabs.com, sign up to do this, and um, we'll send you to a physician near you. And you will have access to um, a store of your own stem cells that are no longer biologically aging. How many people and have done this so far? $1,500 to answer your question, then $250 once a year. Um, you typically don't share that info, but uh, it's right around a thousand. A thousand people have done it. And so you've got like this ongoing yeah. recurring revenue for the most part. I think there's an option to pay $7,000 and have lifelong storage, but you've got ongoing revenue already. Yeah. Not, not enough to run the business, yeah. but enough to, to show that there's traction hey, here. There is. There, there actually is. There's enough to run the business. And so people, one of the uh, more, more astute clients that we have, it's one of the first questions they ask is, you know, what happens if Forever Labs goes out of business? I mean, this is a precious, you know, material that we're holding and storing for you. I would ask that question. Um, we're beyond parity in regards to having the ability to keep the company running, um, you know, uh, just with the ARR from the recurring revenue. Um, we can keep the lights on. Really? You know what? I, I thought that your yeah. frequently asked questions section of your site didn't really address it. It basically said, don't worry, we have a solution. I wish that you were as clear as you are with me, which is <laughs> the payment that you make is enough to cover it. I wasn't so worried about because yeah. it can't be that hard to pass, to pass my, my cells onto another storage facility, right? Yeah. You're right. It's not. This exists. You're right. And in fact, we don't hold them, we don't hold them hostage. We'll send them anywhere you want. So we charge $300 to send yourselves anywhere that uh, can receive them in the United States, which means it has to be a biorepository or mm-hmm. a physician requesting them. We want you to send them to someone's house. Um, but uh, they're yours. They belong to you. And if, let's say your friend has a, uh, you know, an LN2 tank and they work at Stanford, we'll send them there. Um, they belong to you. We just... We haven't had anyone really do that, but um, they can anytime. You and your co-founder have started companies together. I read that he actually, with one of his ideas, tried to get into Y Combinator and failed. I couldn't figure out what that idea was. I even went to his LinkedIn profile. What was it? That's a great question. Um, I think before we even started Hubski, Mark was working on something called GoCode. I think that's probably what it was. His idea, I think, was to uh, put one of those uh, Q- QR type codes on like everything in the in the world, mm. and have it all mapped out, and have some sort of I don't know. You'd have to ask him about that, but yes, we've been. I mean, we were fans of um, of YC and certainly of Paul Graham and uh, Hacker News fans for yep and users for quite some time. Yeah, the two of you met, I guess, through your wives. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, that's right. So. Um, I know exactly when we met because it was at my wedding. Uh, it was 16 years ago, October 2nd. I met Mark and his wife at our wedding. I hadn't met them yet. My wife was friends with Mark from college. 
Um, and then shortly thereafter, we just spent a lot of time together, the four of us. And um, Mark had an idea for Hubski. He started coding it up and invited me to join. And um, it was one of those classic hacker, hacker, uh, hacker, haggler relationships, rather, wherein uh, Mark is, of course, the hacker. Uh, there's, it's not a stretch to say that there's nobody on the planet that knows more about mesenchymal stem cells than Mark. That's true. Um, and uh, I, I'm more of the haggler. I've been running, uh, you know, sales teams and working with sales organizations for the last, prior to starting this, like 15 years. I, I read his Hacker News posts where he went on and said, I taught myself to code. I knew a little bit of HTML, a little bit of Fortran. I learned, I taught myself to code. And basically what I did, he said was, I copied the Hacker News news aggregator software and I started to update it. Yeah for my own idea. And you could see him, I think, like six weeks into it, posting what he'd created, six months into it, posting what he'd created, yeah. looking at his feedback, uh, looking at customer feedback, actually not customers, but audience feedback. His basic idea from what I saw, the one yeah. that you bought into was the, that he wanted to take Hacker News and Reddit and all these sites where people can post links into section, into categories, but say, maybe I don't just care about categories. Maybe I want a feed of all the different people who I follow of all the different topics that I care about and see all the links that way, instead of the links that happen to be voted up for everybody. Right. That was the, the general yeah, idea. Okay. okay. Why did you buy into that? You're working at American express. You, you know about money. There's not I money to be made from it. this. No, no. So, I mean, I'm an artist too. So I'm a musician, a singer, a songwriter. I've been doing that forever. I've released several albums. Like, there's more than just making money, you know, um, oftentimes what happens, you follow your passion and the money happens, right? It's just, you see it time and time again. We created Hubski because we wanted it to exist. Mark invited me to use this like basically beta version of it. I loved it. I just loved it. And, um, because I loved it and believed in it, I joined. It's funny. Only one time have Mark and I started something because we wanted to make money <laughs> and it was, um, and I don't know if your research brought this up, but what happened was uh, after Hubski, we built Hubski, spent a lot of time on it. We still do uh, spend some time on it. And um, we created something we were really proud of, but did, like, to your point, didn't make any money. and <laughs> still doesn't. Um, and we were both really into crypto. And Mark in particular was really into Bitcoin. And we started uh, something called CoinAmp, which I was working at American Express at the time. And I, I found that there was a... a a hack in the terms of service of American Express gift cards, which treat them like cash, basically. You can't contest a transaction. Um, and back then, there was no way to purchase Bitcoin using a credit card. And so we created CoinAmp.com, which was the ability back then to purchase Bitcoin using an Amex gift card. We were having really, this kind of ties right into Forever Labs. We were having success with it. And we basically got a, a letter from the Financial Crime Enforcement Network that said, hey, guys, you can do this but you need to be a registered money transmitter in all 50 states. And so we were on a phone call. Uh, I was on a call with Mark discussing this and, and saying, what do you want to do here? Do you want to raise money? I can do that. Like, let's figure out. And out of nowhere, Mark started talking about his research um, at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Um, Mark was a staff-funded research there using stem cells to treat various neuropathologies like stroke and TBI. So we're on this call talking about whether or not we're going to get our money transmitter license for this startup. And he starts telling me about how he applied for a grant to take stem cells from young mice and put them in genetically matched older mice because he was sure they would live longer. And, he, and then he starts telling me about how he wanted to do that for himself, but he can't find, like, I've been looking for a company that will take out my bone marrow and store it for me because I know I'm going to want it. And he started telling me all of this. And by the end of the conversation, we weren't talking about money transmitter licenses anymore. We were talking about stem cells. We were talking about banking our own. And it had nothing to do with building a company. We just, we, we started after that call looking for someone that would do it for us. It didn't exist. I reached out to a friend of mine. His name is Dr. Lace Barjo. He's a wonderful orthopedic surgeon. Um, and I, I said, Lace, I have a strange question. Will you take out me and my friend's bone marrow? And he was like, it's not that strange. I'm doing it all the time to treat people. Huh. And, uh, and I said, um, he said to me, this is what made the business light bulb go off. He said, I've had people, other people ask me for this too and ask me if they could store some of it for future use. And that's when we realized it might not just be us that wants this. Other people do too. And there's an infrastructure of physicians across the country that are already trained to do this procedure. 
And that's how we started Forever Labs. So you can trace it back to, you know, Hubski, CoinAmp, and then Forever Labs. That's sort of the trajectory of Mark and I working together. Let me take a moment to talk about my first sponsor and then come back and ask you about what were what was sure. an orthopedic surgeon doing with this? Um, but first, for anyone who's listening to me who says, you know what, I do buy into this idea of just experimenting, of playing, of trying different ideas, and maybe one of them goes somewhere that is maybe becomes a big business idea that you always wanted, or maybe it just becomes this big thing that is not a business, but actually has a lot of impact. I remember uh, the founder of Wikipedia telling me that that's kind of what happened with Wikipedia. So if you're out there and you want to experiment, I urge you to do it on HostGator and go and do that by going to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. When you do, they will let you create an unlimited number of pages, unlimited number of domains, all hosted if you pick that middle option, which is under five bucks a month. And you could do it, you can play, you could see where it leads you, and maybe it leads you to this idea that becomes your life's passion, or maybe it leads you to another idea, and another idea, and another idea, which then becomes your life's mission. Get started at the lowest price available at hostgator.com slash Mixergy. They will even give you $100 of ad credit. They'll make, you know what? I can list all the features. Instead, I'm just going to tell you, go. Get the lowest price by using this URL and get started right now. Hostgator.com slash Mixergy. So many people I've interviewed have done exactly that to get started. All right. What was an orthopedic surgeon then doing with, uh, with taking stem cells yeah. out? Yeah. So that was one of the great surprises when we started down this path is that there are orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine doctors, and now increasingly like pain management and also plastic surgeons all over the country uh, that are using bone marrow to treat uh, people at point of care. So what they will do is they'll take out your bone marrow, they'll put it in a tabletop centrifuge right there, concentrate, it takes like eight to 10 minutes to spin down these cells in a centrifuge. Mm -hmm. um, all the mononuclear cells separate from the platelet-poor plasma. You reintroduce those, uh, that platelet-rich plasma fraction from the bone marrow into areas of injury. And what it does is it helps promote healing, as I mentioned earlier, decreases inflammation. And so um, that's what he was doing. Uh, he and others, what they'll do is this process adjunct to surgery. So if you're having um, a knee surgery, they'll do this as well to help speed up recovery times. And they'll often do it, if possible, uh, in lieu of surgery. So if they look at your, your knee, your shoulder, whatever ails you, it could be that a stem cell therapy could help decrease inflammation in the area, um, help with uh, tissue regrowth to um, either stave off that surgery for some time, or perhaps um, you, you never need it. So what they're finding in medicine right now is that this whole biologics approach, like leveraging your own biology, is pretty remarkable. But the problem is, is the older you get, the less likely it is to be successful because the cells in your body aren't as effective as they were when they were younger. So what we're offering at Forever Labs is actually really conservative, if you think about it. The claims of living forever, things like that, um, those are uh, obviously, as I said earlier, moonshots. This is what, we're, what I'm seriously interested in. But there's a really pragmatic reason for doing this. As you age, you lose these cells in number and function. It's just a fact. We can preserve that now. It doesn't matter if you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Your cells right now are the best they're ever going to be, period. So we can store those right now. Um, so... That's what they're using them for in orthopedics is to treat people at point of care. I almost feel like what you're doing is it, it's almost too conservative or it feels like super simple <laughs> because you're not pulling the stem cells out of people. Doctors are doing this already, right? You're storing it in a way yeah. that's been done for years for babies. Frankly, forget about mm -hmm. babies. Anyone who wants yep. to get pregnant or wants to preserve or a woman who wants to save her eggs or a couple that wants to save their embryos, they're freezing it. This has mm -hmm. been done. What's that's the basic model, right? You're just saying ship it over, pay one time for yeah. us to to take it in, and then um, an annual fee for us to store it. It's being done all over the place. Are you're nodding? This makes sense. Basically, frankly, at this point, you can build a model, you can build a business off of this today that you don't need to do anything more than that and let the scientists, let the researchers of the world figure out what to do with this. And then when it's figured out, you've got the stem cells of people who have already banked with you and then future people will do it because it's, it's been proven by others. And so you'll, you'll get more and more business. Is that essentially it or are you also doing original research? 
Yeah, it's essentially it, but we are doing original research. So the way I see it, the analogy I use specifically when I'm talking to investors is, you know, who got rich during the gold rush? Um, it wasn't just the people you know, uh, finding the gold, it was the people selling the shovels, right? Um, and at Forever Labs, the stem cells are the gold, right? We have that stored. Other people could do this though, and they will. And um, there will be competitors popping up. We, we want the shovels. We want, we want the ability to apply these cells in the best possible way in the future. So we're developing IP uh, around that. We've filed three patents now, um, one of which uh, we're very, two of which we're very excited about. One's launching right now, actually, which was, which we call Supershot. If anyone's interested, they can go to supershotprp.com to check it out. Um, I can talk about that in a minute if you'd like. The other is um, the ability, as I mentioned earlier, the hayflex limit, right? When we grow these cells, they get worse and worse uh, in future passages. Uh, we want to own the ability to culture expand these cells. We want to own the, the, the standard for that. Um, and we've, we've developed a patent that we believe is just that. So if I could take, you said 46, if I could take your 46 years old cells and grow them in a way that preferentially selects for the healthiest among them, Perhaps what we're doing for you, Andrew, is growing the ones that express like they're 30 years old. Because all of our cells in the body and our body aren't biologically the same age. I'm 43. All my cells in my body aren't expressing 43, right? Some of them are healthier. Some of them are less yeah. healthy. We want, to, we want to expand the ones that are the healthiest. And the way we do that is, um, and it's surprising that no one's doing this, but the way you do it is very akin to the way we do it in our bodies. So right now, um, you look like you're in pretty good shape. I'm sure you exercise, you eat healthy. Um, and we don't grow cells in the lab that way. What we do in the lab is there's a standard um, temperature, standard um, uh, CO2 rate when these cells are grown, and it's static. We don't live that way. When we exercise, we stress out our cells. The weakest die, the strongest proliferate. Um, when we intermittently fast, uh, we stress ourselves the weakest die, the strongest proliferate, to put it in very simple terms. We've developed a, a process called cell fit. When we essentially do that, we, while we're growing the cells, we stress them so that uh, the weakest die and the strongest uh, survive and proliferate. So we want to grow, uh, as a company, a portfolio of patents that we can apply to these cells 10 years from now when you want to start putting them back into you. We want to own the processes uh, and the devices that are going to be used for that. So um, and you can do that for two million. Is, yes, you could do that for two million dollars. That's all you've raised from what I'm saying. For it, yep. No, we've raised more. So we've raised uh, to date um, nine million dollars as a company. Okay, even that—that that doesn't seem like it's a lot of money considering the the, the price of research. Um, you know, we have uh, a very good team in the lab. Um, we have, we have a great lab. We have the first ISO certified, uh, biobank in the world for, um, uh, human biorepositories. Um, we have been very conservative with our money and it goes a long way. I mean, we're not out there <laughs> living life in the fast lane. We're, we're putting our money to work. So I think our investors will be very pleased with what we've been able to develop with that $9 million. We're in 20 markets now across the U S um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a good position. Let's talk about how you did this. Amount of capital. I see where yeah. the idea came from. The two of you decided you were going to figure out a way to do it for yourselves. Your doctor said, people are asking for it. I can do it for you. Did your doctor do it for you at first? The orthopedic yeah. surgeon? He did. Uh, we, were the, we, were the first, we were the first two for our last clients. Uh, our friend Ben, who's a scientist as well, was in there. So we were the first three to do it with that Dr. Farjo in Ann Arbor. Okay. Mine's on video. I have, we have it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Actually, I was, I told you going through some old photos and then I saw the people who are working with you and how they're doing it. And I, I got a sense of what's going on. Let's, let's continue. So you had this idea, your orthopedic surgeon uh, did it for you. You stored it. Where did you store your, your cells? Um, so we, we store them in a, with a biorepository called Brooks Life Sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in Indianapolis. Um, it's a state-of-the-art facility. They're amazing. Uh, FDA-compliant biorepository. These cells, when they're stored in liquid nitrogen, they're literally no longer biologically aging. So um, the only thing that can really disturb them is if they're, you know, in like research facilities. They'll go and they'll take cells out of the, um, the tank 
Uh, when you do that, you're really disturbing like all the other cells in there when you're opening it. This place, like you, you call up sample number, let's say four, five, seven, eight, um, and it's the only one that comes out. Like they take it so seriously, it's phenomenal. So Brooks Life Sciences is where we store them okay. in Indianapolis. Then you decided you're going to start a company. I'm assuming the yeah. next step is to incorporate, right? Yep. And then to figure out how you can, were you, were you going to create your own version of Brooks Life Sciences where you were going to store it yourselves or was the first version no? What was no, the first version? No, we never have wanted to do that, to be honest. Um, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a company in and of itself and uh-huh. um, comes with a tremendous amount and rightfully so um, of diligence. And uh, we feel very comfortable working with Brooks. They're great. Um, I think maybe in the future, that might be a vertical that we would um, go after. But right now, the economics just don't make sense. Okay, so then the first version you took was what? What did you, what were you, you partnered, did you partner up with Brooks? Am I understanding that right? But actually, the first company that we partnered with for storage was uh, uh, Fisher Bioservices. So we used, um, but we transitioned over to Brooks just because we like their we like them better as a company. Okay. So you you partner you made a partnership where someone was going to store the cells for you. You then incorporated mm-hmm. and then did you need to go and get permission from 20 different states to be able to do this? Did you know that that's what you needed to do next? We have so what we have are tissue transfer licenses and in every state that we're in not every, some of them don't need them. So some states don't require tissue transfer licenses, others do, but in every state that um, we need to have those licenses in, yes. We, okay. We have them. And then at that point, did you go to Y Combinator and try to raise money? So what happened was, um, you, it's funny, you mentioned Mark and making a post on Hacker News. We did po- Mark made a post on Hacker News. Someone was talking about stem cell research. It was a post, I think, about research a guy named Gary Steinberg at Stanford was doing in stroke. And mm-hmm. Mark made a comment underneath that essentially just said, hey, this is why I started Forever Labs and a link to Forever Labs. And before we knew it, we had like 20, 30 you know, prospects calling us interested in banking. Some of them signed up, it, it flew into Michigan. We had one doctor, Dr. Farjo at the time, flew into Michigan to have the procedure. Um, on the heels of that, one of them invited us out to his home in San Francisco to give a talk. We did that, um, people started investing. Um, it became clear that San Francisco was a place that um, would be excited about this product. And so we opened up shop in uh, a doctor in Orinda at first. Um, great doctor, Dr. Um, Chad Rogger. And a number of people in the Bay Area started banking their stem cells with us. And some of them were Y Combinator alumni. And we got on Sam Altman's radar. And Sam reached out and asked us to come in and meet with him. And we did. And um, then we were in Y Combinator. <laughs> and until then, it was basically, from what I, I'm gathering, it was a virtual company, right? Where you're you're not extracting the cells you're not shipping them you're not storing them you're just facilitating all We're the processing. steps no we 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 process all the cells so if if there's one hands-on part of it um, yeah. it's cell processing so you go to dr roger in arinda you have your stem cells drawn um and they're shipped to ann arbor michigan like just whole bone marrow is shipped so to ann arbor okay. and then in ann arbor we take the bone marrow put it in a centrifuge process out the cells. Um, it's kind of cool. We, we take a small amount, we call it an, uh, a micro aliquot, a small little um, like six ml of your whole bone marrow. We set it aside for your mononuclear cells. We set them aside and we grow them and we actually take a picture of your cells. So we'll take a picture of Andrew's cells, culture expanded, and we will uh, send that picture to you to show you that you have cells that survive the process of shipment and can grow. And we call it a selfie, actually, C-E-L-L-F-I-E. Wow. Um, we share the selfie with you, and you can actually see a picture of yourself. It's pretty cool. But we do process all of that on site, and that's not a small thing. We're very good at it. Um, we never had any complications or problems with that, um, which I'm very proud of. We have a phenomenal lab. So it's not just – a big part of what we do is going out, securing top-tier physicians in every market, um, marketing uh, the product for, for sure – um, but we also process cells too. So we have a lab that does that. I didn't realize so that. It's not as if they go, we are the conduit between bone marrow and stem and cells. And even in the beginning, before Y Combinator, you had that lab yourselves? So actually before Y Combinator, we were processing on site. So we would go to every, it was super labor intensive. We would go to every single 
procedure on site and process the cells in the clinic. Um, so that centrifuge would be in the clinic. We would process them, put them on dry ice, and ship them directly from the clinic to the biorepository. So um, now, because that's not scalable in any way, shape, or form, now the doctors are shipping whole bone marrow directly to Forever Labs. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. All right, I want to come back in a moment, and I want to ask you then what you do in this process. You're not, you're not the the scientist. I want to understand what your part no. of it is. I also have to tell you, your <laughs> co-founder is incredibly prolific online, and he's he's out there and all the different things that he's that he's involved with. Didn't he have a blog where he was uh, imagining that he would that somebody on Odysseus's boat, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> somebody on Odysseus's boat Man, had a blog, are, and it was him. I writing. gotta give you mad props. I mean, like. I've done so many of these types of things over there. No one has ever brought up under Odysseus. That is amazing, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> he it. is incredibly prolific. You should see his visual art. He's an, an amazing oil painter. I mean, Mark is a, tr- I think he's a true Renaissance man. Like he, he does many things very well and has a passion for all of them. Um, and I do think that I genuinely believe that Mark is going to help extend healthy human lifespan. I really believe that. He is I have a, to tell you, I kind of wondered, I, I wonder, yeah. are these guys for real considering all the different things that Mark was doing? Because at one point he said, I'm stopping this blog oh, because I'm that, going to write a book about this. And I don't think he ended up writing the book. It's just like, he's doing that. He's doing coding. Uh, he's buying lawnmowers using his cool. old Gmail address on some random, it's like, there's always this stuff that he's doing. And I wonder, yeah, I is he focused that, enough? I'm telling you, I'm hunting yeah, his life story. I, I, yeah, it's getting a little creepy. I think uh, the uh, <laughs> the um, underlying current throughout all of that, so you mentioned all of these things he's passionate about. The underlying thing he has done consistently for the past 20 plus years is stem cell research. So Mark started uh, researching these cells before um, there was any clinical work. So when Mark first started his research with a guy named Dr. Michael Chop and Henry Ford, um, who is sort of like a preeminent stroke researcher using these cells. Um, when Mark started with him, there was no clinical application for, for these cells. There was zero clinical trials using these cells. So he's really been there from the genesis of like um, work in the lab to the clinic and have seen, had seen this explosion. And it, it really is an explosion in the stem cell space. So he is a prolific dude that is extremely passionate about a number of things, but the one thing that has been constant Throughout all of that has been his research um, uh, using MSCs, mesenchymal stem cells. So uh, I think that plays to its strength, though. I, I think that if you look at any of the people that have been able to dynamically change the world uh, from the positive, they're not one-dimensional. It's very rare. All right. I wonder then what your part in this business is in Forever Labs. We'll come back yeah, and talk about part, that. But let me yeah, take a moment. Uh, let me take a moment just to talk about my sponsor. It's a company sure. called Top Tal. If you're out there and you're listening to me, one of the things that you will notice is that there are certain people who obsess on a problem until they solve it. And if you can find a developer who can do that, it will change your business. So if you're out there and you're looking for developers who are obsessive, who can think things through in a way that you couldn't direct them to think through, but you just present them with the problem. They understand it better than you could even explain it, and then they solve it in a way that will shock you. If that's the type of developer you're looking for, there's only one place to go, and that is TopTal. And if you go to toptal.com slash Mixergy, you can just test them, see if challenge them, see if they could really blow your mind with the level of developers that they can get you. Because when you do that, the first thing you're going to do is hit a button, talk to somebody at TopTal, tell them what you're looking for, and let them shock you. And if they don't amaze you, just move on. There's no expense. It's toptal.com slash Mixergy. And when you throw that slash Mixergy at the end, you get 80 hours of developer credit when you pay for your first 80 hours in addition to a no-risk trial period of up to two weeks. I am telling you, this is where the best companies go. That's top is on top of your head. Tal is in talent. T-O-P-T-A-L.com slash M-I-X-E-R-G-Y. Toptal.com slash Mixergy. What was it? You, I, I was kind of cutting you off. As I was asking you what your, your breakdown is in responsibility. What's your part? Sure. Um, my part has largely been um, business development. So in order to do this, it requires physicians, of course. So the past several years, I've been that. Been going out and bringing on doctors in new markets. Um, also raising money, which is, a, as you know, a big part of uh, many startups. Um, certainly us. 
that's been a big part of it. Um, and then just leading the entire team, there is sort of um, two sides to our company. One is the lab and the other is consumer side. Um, and I oversee both of those. Uh, that's been, been my role. Mark is a, a genius, um, but he's certainly not a salesman. And so uh, I am certainly good at business development. I've been doing it for a long time, but I'm certainly not a scientist. So the two of us together really are the perfect, I think, fit for a company like this that has those two sides that need to be balanced. You, you tried a lot of different ideas. I wonder how you knew that this was the one and were you at all intimidated, Stephen, by the idea that you would have to study science on a level that you hadn't even done in, in college and be tested in a way that no college yeah. student, no, no graduate student would be tested, right? By people whose money's going to be invested in you and who almost are looking to trip you up to see if there's, if this is solid or if it's the next Theranos. How did you know this was going to be the thing that you could stand up and, and yeah. talk about? Well, it's funny you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned Theranos. That all went down the week of demo day for us, or basically like a week before demo day. And so we went out and we took a lot of sits with investors and, and she and her company were brought up in every single, like always. And I have no love for, <laughs> for that company. And, um, and for the record, by the way, you, you're, for the record, you're miles apart. What she was saying is uh, way, yeah. um, e even what she was promising <laughs> versus your promise, it's completely different. You guys are much more practical, much more today with a vision of what's possible in the future. But still, these are investors who are trying to see, is, am I about to get scammed or not? How did you know that you could talk about this? How did you know that this was something yeah. you'd want to talk about for the rest of your life? Yeah. So the, um, I'm lucky that I have Mark. So with the first meetings we went on, especially with investors, every single meeting Mark was in the room with me. And so as I hear him answering the same questions over and over again, uh, it was an education for me. You know, I started, I, I had a crash course in, in stem cell research. Um, I'm not a scientist, but I'm also not an idiot. You know, you or anyone else, if you did enough research could speak towards this um, uh, on a high level. When you get down into the minutia, I need Mark with me. I need Anne, who is our um, COO and also a scientist. I need Anne with me when we, if we're going to get down into the weeds in regards to stem cell research. I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be. Um, but I can convey a, an idea, even a complex one, in simple terms. And this is, it seems really complex. It's really simple. It's simple. As we age, we lose these cells in number and function. That's the problem we solve. We make no promises that I'm going to be able to do X, Y, or Z for you in the future. But what I can do is give older Andrew access to his younger stem cells. It's really that simple when you boil it down. When it gets more complex on the business side, if we're talking to investors, it's about strategy and about what we're doing to, um, because the truth is the, the consumer stem cell banking company in and of itself, financially speaking, isn't all that exciting. You know, we don't make a tremendous amount of money off. Uh, there, but what we're really interested in is the future and how we're going to use these cells and um, use some of the patents we're developing, et cetera. Um, so we see that consumer stem cell banking as sort of an anchor in a space um, that we're developing. You were saying that you're not the only company that does this. When I typed in uh, Forever Labs and stem cells, at some point I did come across a lot of other companies that do it, but I don't think I see any that do it for adults, or at least not not ones that I could see for, well, no, this is this is one for twenty for $1,275. It's cord blood banking. Again, for babies. There's another one that will give me a, no, not give me, yeah. let me win a baby gift basket if I go over to their site. So it's all, it's all baby related. You know what? Let's then shift over to, to yeah. childhood a little bit. Get, help me get to know you, Stephen. As a kid, what were you into? What was it that you were passionate about? Were you starting companies? Were, was there something else you were into? <laughs> um, I've always been interested in entrepreneurism. My grandfathers, both of them, one from Mexico, one from Germany, came over, both joined um, uh, military in order to get citizenship in this country and started their own companies. Um, so I grew up being either in my grandpa Ramirez's shop or my um, grandpa's closet or my opa's shop. And I got to see them sort of I, the pride that they had in having these companies is pretty awesome. So I've always been interested in that. Um, and I've always worked, you know, at one of uh, my uh, family's business in the summers, things like that. As a child, I was really interested in um, 
in sports. You know, I played baseball. I was really interested in music and still am a singer and songwriter. And I, I love, love, have a passion for music. Um, I was really interested in outdoors, camping, hiking, things like that. Went to the university of Montana, um, because of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, typical did you kid, start any companies as a kid? No, not really. There was, <laughs> my dad tells a story that, um, when I was, a when I was a kid, um, my dad also, I guess, entrepreneurial would take video games. This is back when like arcade games were kind of cool and new. Uh, he would take arcade games and put them in laundromats and restaurants and things like that and do a web wow. share with the restaurants and make money that way. And when the machines were broken down, they, they would come back to our house and go into our basement and um, they would get fixed. And I'd, for, you know, while they're in there, I'd be the cool kid in town that had an actual arcade game, you know, in their basement. And I started charging, <laughs> I started charging kids admission from the neighborhood into our basement to use it. And during the <laughs> summer, and was making money that way. And then apparently a kid named Paul didn't, he had a $20 bill. I didn't have change. And I sold him a summer pass for our basement for $20. And his parents found out and called my parents very upset. Uh, that was the end of my, oh, that's too bad. My um, parents would have been so happy that I was only paying 20 bucks and they, <laughs> they would have been happy for me to be exposed to your, your sense of hustle. Cool. Yeah, you, you were, we'll close it out with this. Before we got started, you and I were talking about how you're, you're teaching your kids to bunny hop, I guess your son, to bunny hop on a bike. Uh, they're yeah. learning to skateboard. My, I'm not into teaching my kids skateboarding because I, I thought it was too dangerous. My wife is into it, so we do it. And I watch them fall constantly. And I just sit back and say, yeah. all right, this is her thing. I'm supporting. You have a different approach. You actually think it's a good thing to, you're like my wife good yeah. thing to get them to get on skateboards. Why? Skateboarding is the perfect thing for kids to get into if you want them to have resilience and just and be goal oriented. So in order to ollie on a skateboard, you've got to try hundreds of times, fall, it's going to hurt. You're going to have to get up. If you really want it, you'll keep going though. And eventually you're going to ollie, right? Um, it's a perfect uh, metaphor for life. In general, if you're going to be successful in life, you're going to fall a bunch of times. Um, if you're going to start businesses, you're going to fall maybe with your first couple. I mean, um, you just got to get back up and try again. So I love skateboarding as a life lesson for my kids. Um, it's funny. One of our clients is a guy named, and I can say this because he posted openly. Some of our clients actually pose with their bone marrow. They'll hold it and take a picture. I see it. And one of them the is vials a, a guy, on a guy Instagram. named Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah totally. Um, P-Rod or Paul Rodriguez, who's an amazing skateboarder, won X Games, things like that. My daughter ollied for the first time and I posted on Instagram. It was a cool moment. Paul Rodriguez or P-Rod like went in and congratulated her. She was so happy about that. But we have um, lots of athletes thanking their stem cells with us. Uh, one of them is Kevin Love, who's a five-time NBA All-Star player for Cleveland, banked his stem cells with us. He's also an investor now um, after he banked. So, um, yeah, I think uh, people in sports who are goal oriented uh, are planning for the future and are banking their stem cells with forever labs. And um, yeah, anyway, skateboarding is, I think anyone would be wise to encourage their children uh, to do something like that. I do find that I tell my kid a lot, this is like skateboarding. Well, we're going to sit down and read. And if he's struggling, I say, remember how many times you fell when you were skateboarding and now you're riding like it's nothing? And you're going to keep falling, right? Well, yeah, this is the same thing. Let's get into yeah. uh, into reading this now. All right. I do see here on Slap Magazine, Paul Rodriguez uh, has got a, an article on him and stem cell banking. Um, oh, no. Really? It's in, no, actually, I, I take it back. One. It's on Slap Magazine, but I think it's in their forums and somebody's linking to something. I'm trying to do research as we're doing this to see, is this really true? Did Paul Rodriguez <laughs> do this? And sure enough, yes, it is. <laughs> Um, and then there, it started a whole conversation. Uh, one person says F no. And then another person says, what is even mortality mortality <laughs> these days? So I think that the, the, the thing that people pay attention to with forever labs is the idea that you might help people live forever. To me, that feels like the wrong place to put our attention. To me, it's a business that's a lot simpler at the outset than it seems 
collect stem cells as people have been doing, use them in a way that is not outrageously different, but possible today, and then start watching what other people do with stem cells, other researchers do, add your own research to it and improve on what's there. But what's there seems like it's pretty strong, right? I mean, it's, honestly, it couldn't be more simple. They're going to, you're going to have less of them, they're going to get worse with age. Why would you, it'd be like if you had a car and there was only one manufacturer of the spark plugs for that car and they were going on. I don't, I don't like that analogy. Steven, plugs. I'll give you a better analogy. It's like how many, how many people no, here in yeah. San Francisco, how many women in San Francisco are preserving their eggs in their 20s because they're not ready to have a kid in their 20s, right? Now, when they're ready to have a kid, they have 20-year-old eggs or 25-year-old or 27-year-old eggs instead of 35 or 38 or 40-year-old yeah. eggs when they're ready, right? This is being done all the time in science, in our lives. Maybe I'm too San Francisco, but I, yeah, I, I, I see like it a that. lot. I would add to it. I would add this to it. I would say that it would be like that if you knew you were going to have to have a baby someday, period. Ah, like yeah. You're going to no matter right. what. Because guess what? Yes. No one likes to think about it. But if you live long enough, in fact, if you're over the age of 45, statistically, we know how you're going to die. You're going to die from an age-related disease. It'll be cardiovascular disease, stroke, um, Alzheimer's, cancer. Um, one of these age-related diseases, we solved all these other health problems to the point we're living into our 80s and 90s and now we have the luxury of these things called age-related diseases right you're going to get one plan set aside your stem cells so that you can have the best possible outcome it's really that simple i, I think it's a pragmatic thing you're right uh, a lot of people have focused on the longevity aspect i'm one of them like i am very interested in not having age-related disease if i can extend my health span not my lifespan but my health span longer um, I want to. So you check both those potential boxes by storing your stem cells. You either will have uh, your youngest, best possible cells to treat age-related disease, or you're going to have you're going to have this irreproducible asset to potentially extend your health span. Um, one procedure uh, allows for both. So why not go to foreverlabs.com and check it out? All right, foreverlabs.com. Congratulations on this business. Thanks for being here to talk about it. And guys, if you're out there and you're listening and you do use Forever Labs, please let me know. Let me know about your experience. Let me know about what happened. Let me know why you're doing it. And you could do it completely. Obviously, you can do it in public in lots of different ways. But if you want to just send me an email privately, it's andrew at mixergy.com. Obvious first name at uh, domain.com. And I want to thank the two sponsors who made this interview happen. The first, if you're out there and you want to start a bunch of different ideas, turn them into businesses, or just launch websites, or launch the one website, whatever it is, bring it to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. They will make it super inexpensive and fast for you to get started with a dependable hosting package. Hostgator.com slash Mixergy. And if you need to hire a developer, there's no better place than going to TopTal, toptal.com slash Mixergy. Thanks. Bye, everyone.